Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Happy... Happy, happy motherfucking Friday. Wow. Jeez, Kat, it never fails to disappoint <laughs> every single time. And I know it's coming, but it gets me every time. I love it. <laughs> this is a weird time for us because we just transitioned from terrestrial radio to the podcast. And you can't do certain things on terrestrial radio. And when you say that every fucking time, it gets me. And I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. We're in the podcast. I, I, I can't even say the word happy on a Friday without Scott going, Ugh! Watch out. Careful. <laughs> so can I ask you then for the transition from the radio show to the podcast, is it like opening up floodgates of swears that you have in your head and in your stomach that you want to get out? Um, For me, some like not not really. I mean, that on a Friday. Yeah, that feels good. It feels mm. good to say that because that's the way people talk. And right at 530 in the morning, I've said this before, but as soon as we start our, our FM radio show, we get people texting happy motherfucking Friday to yeah. us. We get DMs like crazy on a Friday. So I'm excited to finally be able to say it right. uh, to people who are listening to it. Aside from just Scott, who hears it off the radio every every Friday morning, all the time, <laughs> every time. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. We turn the mics off and then it's like, ah, fuck or fuck this, fuck that. It's It's just the way it works, really. I mean, it's. uh... Yeah. (laughs) But we have never have uh, neither one of us have ever. We've never had a swear word. Oh, 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 why jinx it? Why? jinx Oh, I know. Dave is our boss. Most people probably know Dave is our boss. So he does not like hearing that we even do that when the mics are off. Just in case in in this in the radio studio, don't do it at all. That's the bottom line, right? That's the rule. Here's the rule. Uh. The microphone is always on. Right. Always think of it like that. Oh, now I'm not going to sleep this weekend. Man, mm-hmm. fuck that. Anxiety, peak, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, all of um, it. Do either of you guys have an Apple Watch? No. It's the rudest fucking piece of electronics you can own. It's so <laughs> condescending. Is it telling you to do 50 burpees yeah. or what? Stand up, fatso. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like... I get these notifications on my activity and it just sent me one that said, you're off to a great start. And I thought, oh, all right, cool. That's good. What am I off to a great start or a great start for? So I clicked on the notification. It says, don't stop now, Scott Fox. Your exercise ring is way ahead for this time of day. Total exercise, six minutes out of 30 that I'm supposed to get. That's further ahead? You walked up and down the stairs a couple times. That's what it is. You like it does minutes? everything but show me a picture of my gut and say you're fat. That's pretty impressive though. You did six minutes already. That's okay. Well, apparently that's ahead of the game. Like it's normally not this much activity <laughs> in a day. Can you imagine that it eventually starts getting ruder and it just repeats, can you see your feet yet? Can you see your feet yet? Can yeah. you see your feet yet? Can you see your feet yet? Someone should come up with that if they haven't already. And that just shames you. It shames the shit out of you to losing weight. Like, hey, fatty, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you eat today? <laughs> it's so rude. Okay, can I just talk about another notification that I find super rude too? Not to sure. do with those kind of fit trackers, but Netflix. Netflix needs to shut up. Oh, the are you still watching? Oh, I literally just started Firefly Lane 
Such a chick show. So good, though, on Netflix if you're looking for a new show. So I literally just started it this week. I'm like, let me just throw on an episode. And they're like, I don't know, 45-minute episodes-ish, right? I got about half hour deep. I was like, this is great. It sends me an email the next day like, don't forget to finish Firefly Lane. Like, holy shit, there's like nine more episodes this season, and I just started it. Why don't you calm down? I'll get to it. I'll get to it when I get to it. <laughs> and it's not like it's leaving the service anytime soon. No, it's not like, hey, just a heads up, it's going to go. It's like, yo, finish this shit. What are you doing with your life, working? Like, yes, in fact, I am. <laughs> you don't spend enough time in front of the TV. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like the opposite of, it's like the opposite of your watch, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> It's Kat, true. You've it's done true. a bit too much today. Why don't you sit Why down you and watch another ass- episode of Firefly Lane? <laughs> you sit your fat ass down and you watch another episode. Why don't you grab well, a chocolate bar before you do? <laughs> yeah, basically. It, it's almost like Apple and, and Netflix are in, in complete in complete competition because you get Netflix like, hey, why don't you lay down on the couch? Watch a show. Just chill. Yeah, and back. then the watch is like, oh, are you falling asleep on the couch again, you fat fuck? Like, <laughs> god damn it. Everybody it's cut like, me some slack. Watch is like, get up. Netflix emails like, sit down. Watch is like, get up. <laughs> Netflix emails, sit the fuck down. Why don't you have a banana, fat boy? <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> are you sure you wouldn't rather have some fresh fruit? <laughs> Fatty? It's nature's candy. <laughs> uh, good news, guys. Uh, you can all rest easy. This is our first weekend of the third stay at home order, and you can all rest easy knowing that as of 10 o'clock this morning, Premier Doug Ford is vaccinated against COVID 19. Yay. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't it kind of like the captain of the ship? The captain is the last one to get off. He, he goes down with the ship. I see it a different way. I see it as he may be encouraging those who are afraid to get it to get it. Those who look at him for any positive news. People usually like the captain of the ship, but it's a little bit different. Right <laughs> People now. like watching the captain go down with the ship. Yeah. That's the best part of the movie. There's not a lot of love right now for Premier Ford, is there? No, there's not. Oh, he's getting the AstraZeneca, too. And that's going to make some people laugh their butts off. Good. I mean, if you really are the person that's saying, get it, it's safe, get it, it's safe, which he has said, and he listens to the doctors, and the doctors have said, get it, it's safe, then by all means, get it. Great. Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, good for you, Doug. I mean, hey, you're he's 56, for those who don't know. And he's in a high-risk category because he he's a little overweight. <laughs> What would his watch say? (laughs) Have a banana fatty. Make another cheesecake, Doug. It'll say, are you watching Netflix again? (laughs) Turn off Firefly Lane and fix the province. (laughs) Turn off Netflix. Southwestern needs more shots. Hurry up. Let's fucking go. Have you heard what's going on in Middlesex right now? You know he's turned off the alerts at this point. He probably oh, has. He's like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. No notifications, please. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Dave, we haven't even talked to you. How are you feeling under the, the current stay-at-home order? Are you ready to do all the things this weekend in, in your yard? All the nothings? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way that everybody else does right now. I'm tired. I'm I'm frustrated. I also will be the first to admit I don't have the answers as to how this should be done, but I, I feel the frustration, and the one thing I'm asking people to do is, and it's all within our power, is to just be kind to each other. 
Um, that will go a long way. Anybody we have to deal with, I'm hearing people in retail getting screamed at by people who don't agree with the measures. I'm like, hey, the guy who's working part-time at No Frills is not the guy who came up with the, with the solutions and the, uh, and the measures mm-hmm. and things like that. Don't take it out on other people. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I know it sucks. This is awful. I hate this and I want to be out of it just as much as everybody else, but we got to do it together. we got to be on the same page. We have to or it's going to take forever. A call from Dave Blizzard to all be nice to each other, everyone. That's right. Please. Unity. Nice. <laughs> Unity. We're Team Ontario. That's, right. That's what we are. Yeah. We're, we're Team Let's Stop Being Assholes to Each Other. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we have a call set up after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a whole bunch of different things that are happening today. I got to give Cat Callahan here credit because I, I don't know if you heard any of our FM radio show today, but in one amazing 30 second round of radio, Cat somehow segued a story from the Duke of Edinburgh to DMX, one dead, one not. And it just flowed so seamlessly. <laughs> Prince Philip, dead. DMX, not dead. Well, that, those were the top stories. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Just to sum things up and clarify, DMX, still technically alive. Prince Philip, very much dead. Very much. So, Prince Philip, I mean, that's an interesting one because there's a lot of people who over the years have experienced some insecurities because their partner is more successful than they are or makes more money than they am. This could be the ultimate example. Prince Philip is the the husband of Queen Elizabeth II, and everybody pays attention to the queen. In fact, when they go out somewhere, everybody's like, oh, my God, the queen's here. And they get they bow or they curtsy or whatever. And then they hear Prince Philip's here. And, and it's always like, who? Uh-oh, all right, whatever. But the queen's here. Yeah. He was like the the ultimate sidekick that people were like, eh, OK, we want to see the queen. Nobody really fixated on Prince Philip, but this is a well-decorated war hero. He is a, a, a man who's done so much for various, various charitable causes around the world, but he was always the second. In fact, he was never even king, even though he was married to the queen. Mm-hmm. It's a, a weird dynamic. I, um, I'm sure that the royal family is, is obviously quite sad and in mourning. Although I think they knew this was coming. They say it's not connected to COVID-19 because he and the queen had already been vaccinated, which is good. But I hate to go there, but are Harry and Meghan going to that funeral? Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of was that because you knew he was going to die soon. I mean, God, he's 99. And don't get me wrong, it's still sad for the whole family. And how cool, how amazing is it, though, that the two of them have been together so long and were able to live together and live their life together up until this point, right? It's true. Like, yeah. that's pretty incredible. It's very, very rare that you have that. But then one of my first thoughts after I thought, oh, that's sad, I thought, how does that work with the funeral? Because things mm-hmm. are a little bit sketchy there. Uh, they're in a better spot over in the UK. I mean, they're reopening yeah. this weekend. The pubs are opening and everything. And you know it's going to be a fucking party in London this weekend. Although this puts a little damper on it because over in the UK, uh, they probably take the Commonwealth a little, or sorry, the monarchy a little more seriously yeah. than we do here. Yeah, they do. There's going to be like a bit of mourning happening today. I'd imagine that like some places will actually be like, go home early from work. They they take it that seriously. Hmm. So are Harry and Meghan going to be invited to the funeral, do you think? Or are oh, they? Or yes. would he be invited, but she's persona non grata? Well, I think that they'll probably both get an invite. You hope 
and and this goes for anyone with family drama. You hope when it comes to a funeral that you can be respectful, right? You can understand that everyone's there for that person who passed away. And by all means, from what we know, Harry had a fine relationship with his grandfather. Maybe not his dad, but a fine relationship with his grandfather. He wants to go there. He wants to say goodbye. He absolutely should without any drama. There should be no mention of it. If you want to ignore them, ignore them and and, and vice versa. If Megan goes because she wants to support her husband, Harry, uh, losing his grandfather, she goes. They don't need to speak a word to each other if they don't have to. It should be about that person who died. And no matter who, who your family is, you've been in that kind of scenario where it's awkward because you haven't talked to your, you know, great aunt Bethany in, in, in a long time. But she's got to come to you the funeral of your uncle, for example. Right. We've all been there. When it comes to funerals, you have that respect. You should. I agree with you. But this is a woman, Megan, who some people feel is uh, out to get the monarchy because she feels the monarchy's out to get her. Would it be easier if she just said, I'm not going to make the trip over to the UK? Harry, you go ahead. uh, Be with your family. I'm just going to stay here. No, 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 no. I I think this is one of those situations where whatever she decides will be scrutinized. And I think that if she doesn't Mm -hmm. go, it will never leave her alone. It will always be attached to her. Yeah. And to answer your question, would it be easier Maybe, but I, like Dave said, I think down the line it would not be so easy for No, her. I don't think she'd ever be able to shake yeah. that. I think that, that yeah. people would bring it up from now to the end of time. And she also wants to have people look at them and say, oh, they support each other as husband and wife, that being Harry and Meghan. So if she doesn't go, that might look bad if Harry goes and not Meghan, right? They're supposed to be a team. They're supposed to be in everything together. So I think that that would be a bad look also. if she didn't Charles say. is definitely going to be at the funeral because that's his dad. Mm-hmm. And we know that Harry and Charles don't exactly have the greatest relationship right now. In fact, there was a time when Charles wasn't even taking his calls. Well, you know what? I mean, it sounds like they've had their rifts in between each other. They've had their arguments, but they have put on brave faces in the public in the past. And I don't think this is any different. Mm -hmm. Huh. I'm curious to see how that plays out. Either way, it will likely be at some point next week and it will likely be a state funeral. For Prince Philip, and I would expect that every television camera in the world will be aimed on London when that funeral happens next week. Uh, We're going to segue. It feels weird segueing from British royalty to American. But Taylor Swift is re-releasing Fearless today. Yeah, good for her. It's uh, Fearless Taylor's version and... uh supporters of Taylor have been waiting for this, so they're listening to the album. That's the one she did in 2008, for those that don't really keep track of Taylor Swift's music. So that's the one she released in 2008. This one now officially belongs to Taylor. You had uh, some audio of that this morning, and one of the things that struck me was how much it sounds like old Taylor Swift. Her voice has changed a little bit Mm -hmm. since we first heard Taylor Swift, but it's almost like she tried to go down a key and 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 sung it like she sung it the first time. She didn't completely redo it or anything like that. She almost sort of mimicked or emulated herself to make it sound like the old one. And I think that's awesome. It's a love story, baby, just say yes. <laughs> wow, well, her voice has changed. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, yeah. It's true, but if you heard Justin Bieber in 2021 go back and sing Baby, it would sound completely fucking different. Totally. Because there was an entire puberty in between, and his voice changed. <laughs> yes, and her voice did change. I mean, you made, you made a point of that, and it's true. What was the other one she already redid? It wasn't Love Story, was it? It was something else she's already done. Um, 
And it, to me, it does sound a little bit different, but she was so young when she released it the first time. It was when she was, like, so young. So, of course, your voice is going to change a little bit. But, I mean, the true Taylor Swift fans have heard her sing it recently anyway. If mm-hmm. you've gone to her concert, she'll usually play a lot of her. As long as they're a hit, she'll play it. So, uh, yeah, that's good. At least people could find a way to support her. And she's been working really hard to redo these albums. Like, that's a lot of work, to redo your entire library. Like, she it's had to gotta, relearn all the words. It's got to be stressful. <laughs> Well, and she's a perfectionist, too. Yeah. So she's not going to be satisfied with anything that isn't up to the standard that she wants it to be and has always wanted it to be. And you know what? Your tastes change over time, too, right? So whatever she wrote 12 years ago, she may feel completely different about it now Mm -hmm. and may look back at what she wrote and go, hmm. Well, and how many it. times have you heard it that these songs are about her exes, right? Oh, this yeah. is about Joe Jonas. Oh, this is about Harry Styles. And probably re-recording some of those tracks, she's going to be like, fuck, it's kind of embarrassing. But it was a good song, and you got to do it anyway. You got to suck it up. Did you hear about Rory McElroy's dad, Dave? No. <laughs> Poor fucking guy. What happened to Rory McElroy? So Rory was playing at the Masters yesterday, and it was a weird shot. He was between two trees, but he was behind one of them on his approach to the green. And this looks like a fucking nightmare of a shot. It's the seventh hole at Augusta. He's behind a tree, and another one's to his right. He had to go around the tree and try and stick it on the green, but there was two bunkers in front of the green as well, and then more trees off to the right. I mean, horrible place to land. So he winds up, takes his shot, and as soon as he hit it, he knew. He was like, oh, oh, look out. It hit somebody. Right on the side of the green, it hit his own dad. Oh, One of the few fans that was allowed into Augusta was Rory McIlroy's dad, and Rory fucking tuned him with a seven iron. (laughs) Boom. From, what does it say no, that's more than 450 yards out. I, I don't, I'm trying to look at the graphic here, but it's real small. Anyway, yeah, he beamed his dad right in the leg. You're grounded! Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of that time you tried to kill me at uh, Taboo. That's right. Well, yeah. There's two different stories here. because There uh, is? Why? How does Scott have a different interpretation of this story? See? Because the way that he sees it, he was just trying to get his ball. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, see, I knew this yeah. would happen. This is yeah. why I'm so happy this is happening uncensored. Because I've heard this story but from both of you, and Scott tells it so differently than David. Oh, does. that's interesting, because I don't know if I've heard him tell the story. Okay, you know, I want you to tell the story the way you told it this morning. Okay, so I had hit my shot, and it was a little offline. We were playing at Taboo up in Muskoka, uh, who were kind enough to host us for a weekend. And a beautiful so- course. It was so nice. Oh, that course at Taboo is amazing. There's some nice natural rock faces in there. In fact, Dave shanked one off the rocks that might still be in the air. When you have a golf ball (laughs) off of rock, it travels. It's crazy. Like, that may very well be somewhere in Lake Huron. We don't know where it eventually came down. I think it's in orbit still. (laughs) I think you're right. It could be. It could be. It's revolving around the, the, the planet as quickly as the sun does. That fucking helicopter on Mars might find it eventually. Yeah, I mean, right. that's how how much that thing traveled. Yeah. In any case, I had hit my ball a little offline, and it was into this wooded area with all kinds of, like, pine needles on the ground. So I went ahead to get my ball. Then it was Dave's turn to hit. And Dave can hit the ball a lot further than the average person. Not straight, but he can hit it further <laughs> than most people. And whereas I would have used a driver in this scenario, Dave pulls out a three-wood. So he's got a three wood and he's looking at maybe 300 yards, maybe a little bit more. And he fucking pounded this three wood 
And I've noticed as it was going down the fairway, that's coming this way. I, I, maybe I better just sort of get out of the way. And I don't have that gear that some people have where you can run. Mine's more of like a quick walk or a saunter. So I sort of started to run a little bit, and I'm going further and further into the forest. And Scott then, jaunts, for those who are wondering what the it's word It's a jaunt, yes. <laughs> it's a brisk jaunt. Yeah. So, and, and I'm still sweating just like a normal person would if yeah. they were running, right? So I'm doing this whole little, oh, I better get out of the fucking way. That ball's kind of coming this direction. So I started going further ahead, and as it turns out, I should have gone closer back to Dave because like a fucking heat-seeking missile, that thing, it actually curved and went boom and hit me right in the left butt cheek, right in the ass. If you take a three-wood from a heavy hitter in the ass, it hurts. Like it started off with just like a little scrape of my butt because I had to like pull my pants down to look because I thought I got shot. It, it, it looks like a little scrape. By the time we were done the round, almost my entire left butt cheek was black. It was crazy. So do you want me to tell the story? Yes, please. I just did. No, no. You okay. missed the whole chunk in the beginning yeah. that I heard. Yeah. So this hole at Taboo, as Scott set up, it, it's beautiful. It's it's rock all around it and the tee is elevated so you're kind of shooting down a little bit and there is something to be said about the etiquette of golf you never go ahead until everybody has shot their tee shots so for whatever reason scott decided he shot first and decided i'm gonna go now and look for my ball because he's not stubborn at all because yeah <laughs> it, it, it was oh it's i know where it is i know exactly where it is and he was just gonna go go find it no harm no foul I had mind. my eye on the ball, and I didn't want to lose it. Yeah, it. well, yeah. you broke the etiquette of golf, which shocked me because you are uh, a man who lives by the rules on the golf course. And so he goes down looking for the ball, and, and he described it perfectly fine. He's looking around. He's trying to find it. I tee off, and the ball starts straight. Looks fantastic. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a good shot. Uh, we were playing with uh, Scott's dad standing there, and he's like, oh, that's a really good shot. And then we're looking, and it starts to curve to the right. And as Scott, it was a slice. Yeah, as Scott decide, er, described it, it starts to to slice pretty hard. And so, so Scott, Scott's dad goes, "I think that's going to hit him." <laughs> and it's still in the air, like still way up in the air. And we're like, "Scott, four, four. And he's like, "Huh? What?" And he turns back and looks, and he, and he goes, "Oh shit!" And starts running. As as the the brisk jaunt that Scott described, he's running and it he goes ran into it. and and you hear oh <laughs> and then Scott's dad in the most deadpan way just goes, "Yep, it hit him." <laughs> <laughs> so as we're going down there, he goes, well, "I don't know why he went ahead." <laughs> So it comes back to Scott, and as, as as he says, he pulls his pants down, and he, and it, there was a big welt already starting, oh. uh, and it, like and you could read "Titleist" in oh. that's, my ass, and that's what I was gonna say. Is his dad goes? I think I could see the word "Titleist" on your ass, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then sure enough, he's like, we're, we go to dinner that night, and he's like, it hurts to sit on my left butt cheek. Oh my god! And, and he ended up with a like a, a big. Well, like a big bruise. Wow. It, it was he ridiculous. had a third cheek for a while. Yeah, and, and he yeah. still tried to blame me. 
I'm like, you I didn't hit myself. Well, you I didn't ahead. hit myself. You're not supposed to go ahead. You know that. So this wouldn't have happened if you didn't go ahead. In have fact, you gone ahead since then, Scott? No, not no, when I'm playing. playing. <laughs> <laughs> but you see how the slight variation of the story I makes it a totally different it. presentation? And come it. on. You know, the just total lack of compassion from Dave is sickening. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm in a lot of fucking pain and Dave knows he just fucking squared me with a golf ball. And what is his solution? Well, I guess I'll buy the next round. (laughs) Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice, nice. Kat? Yeah, when the cart comes around, I'll get you a beer. That'll make you forget about it. (laughs) Kind of like you hand a baby a bottle when they're crying. That was exactly what Dave did. But you you see, I don't know if it was just a moment of heat or just anger or or frustration or you can't believe this just happened. Maybe it's shock. I don't know. But Scott was like, I can't believe you hit me. And I'm like, I didn't aim for you. It's not like you were 12 feet in front of me and I, I shot a t-shirt cannon into your balls. I, 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 you were 190 yards out. Like, you were a good distance away. I, I didn't aim for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you like, took the beer, too, didn't you, Scott? Oh, of absolutely. course I took the beer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Believe me, if Dave's buying, I'm taking it. Every <laughs> fucking time. The, card come, the beer card comes around and he's like, I'm getting two. Fair. Imported. Yeah, I want the good stuff. Yeah, he's getting... Four Stella Artois, please. <laughs> like, it cost oh. Dave $600. Yeah, I'm like, I just wanted a quarter light. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because, and this is great because it is Masters weekend. Um, some of the most miserable golf rounds that either of us have played have been together. There was a time you hit me with the golf ball. We played in the heaviest rain that Ontario has ever had in a fucking tournament one time. <laughs> it was so bad. I had to take off my hat because the water was pouring down the brim of my hat so much. It was literally like someone was pouring a bucket over my head. Wow. That was the first time I think I've ever skipped a shot. Yeah. I just picked up the ball and said, ah, fuck it. Let's just take it up to the green. <laughs> yeah, it was a swamp. Wow. You know, it was to, so bad. Yeah, we're trying to play through this tournament for charity. Or we're, we're like, all right, let's stick through this. And, and no, it, it was just impossible. Monsoon. Yeah, it was to the point where even the, like, the marshal's coming around the course and he just goes, you guys can head in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, even someone's like, don't feel like you need to be out here. Wow. And we're like, oh. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk COVID in this podcast? Because the number just came down and it ain't great. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Give it to me. 4,227 <gasps> new cases. Say that again. How many? 4,227. So that's 1,000 more than yesterday. Fuck. Fuck, yeah. fuck. You know what it is, though? I mean, this is Easter coming back now. Because over the Easter weekend, and I mentioned it before, like people were on top of each other and, and wherever they could be at parks, for example, I tried to go with my little ones to Victoria Park in Kitchener, beautiful park. It was flooded with people. And not that I blame people for wanting to take a nice stroll. It was a lovely day on Sunday. Uh, but I just knew this, this can't be good because we knew a lot of kids had it and there was kids on top of kids at the park. So I figured... Uh, this Easter numbers are probably gonna we'll watch them explode, and so I'm assuming this is this is what we're we're starting to see the beginning of that. I think. Yeah, last night the um, uh, the Ministry of Health 
sent a memo to all the hospitals in Ontario and said cancel elective surgeries as of midnight and any elective procedures, really. Yeah, 1,218 of those are in Toronto. Oh, oh for fuck's sake. Um, see, it's weird because I don't like the lockdown. I don't think we should be in this lockdown. And I, I hate that we don't have people vaccinated now. And this, what we're getting, is a direct result of us not being vaccinated. I mean, yeah. there was no reasonable expectation that people would just sit and take it once we started vaccinating people. They started going back to their regular life. And maybe the UK did it right. The UK got their vaccinations, obviously. They started vaccinating people, and they're they're getting close to done over in the UK. But this is the weekend they're reopening. If we could have been vaccinating during the second stay-at-home order, even if we'd only gotten 40% of the population done, that was a good enough head start that we could have more or less stayed ahead of the virus. But now, that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's brutal because these variants really are bad. I mean, the amount of people that are getting knocked on their ass by these variants, it's it's no joke. Mm -hmm. I mean... I'm scared of these variants the way I was scared at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. Second wave, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I know what to do. Wear a mask, stay away from people, don't touch my face, whatever. First time, though, when we didn't really know what we were dealing with, that was a scary time. This time last year. It's almost like we've gone full circle and we're back to that now with these variants. And the amount of people that are in hospital right now, I mean, it's insane. Mm-hmm. I th- and I, I have I've I haven't really necessarily changed my tune, but I will say now that we're in the stay at home, let's do this. Let's stay at home, pull the brake on everything, because mm. I don't want to have to do this again. Nobody does. Who does? Raise your hand if you do. Nobody. So let's just try our very best and make this the very last time. Hopefully, I mean, you're right, Scott. It is a lot on the vaccinations, and there's a ton of people to blame for that. <laughs> there really is, and we can play that blame game. Absolutely. But also, if we can just do our part here, this might be the actual last time that we have to do this. I don't know if I'm preaching to the choir when I say this or if people who have decided this isn't the case are refusing to hear it. The, the ones who scream the loudest that lockdowns don't work. Lockdown is part of it. It's what you do when you're locked down that helps you move the needle forward. That's the lockdown by itself clearly didn't work. Uh, so it's what we do in between while we're locked down. Is it the vaccinations? Is it getting them into more arms? Is it getting out to more people, getting it out to rural areas, getting it through to the most uh, vulnerable and also the frontline people? Like It's what we're doing during it because it, it has to be different. Mm-hmm. It can't just be, well, you, you can't buy socks. You know, it has to be something more than that right. at yes. this point. You're you know? right. It takes it takes more than one thing to make this end. I love that I'm seeing more and more pharmacies, apparently, more so in Toronto. I haven't, I haven't seen any outside of the, G, of the GTA. But in Toronto, a lot of them are just offering walk-in now. At this point, they're just like, you know what? We have needles and we have appointment mm. times. Walk in. So that's great. We need more of that. Let's just get needles in arms. I don't even care. I don't care if you're 29 years old. I don't care. You happen to be around and there's a vaccine, take it. If you're willing to do it, take it. And I'm hoping those that have said, wow, only affects less than 1% of the population. And la, 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 la. And they, 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 I hope they are seeing now that that was wrong. I hope they're seeing now that it, you don't know, first of all, what your body's going to do if you were to get COVID. Uh, you don't know how you're going to react. You don't know if you're going to be a long hauler. You don't know if you're going to be someone who's going to need a ventilator. Are you willing to gamble that? Are you willing to take that risk to see, ah, you know, it's just like a cold. No, it's not. Oh, it's just like the flu. No, it's not. Oh, the flu's totally gone. You notice that there's no flu cases this year? When was the last time 
that you thought you had the flu, you went to the doctor and got a flu test. Has that ever happened in your entire life? Have you ever no, gotten I've a never f- once been tested for flu. You never yeah. got the flu test. Right. So let's let's stop with the silly narrative that everything that happens falls under the COVID name and they're just drumming up the numbers. This is not a joke. This is not this is not this is not a game here. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, well, it's crazy. I fully uh, uh, agree with that, that you need to take these variants so seriously. And and I get that people are still angry. And I don't blame you one bit because, as I've said many times before, you, listening to this podcast right now, did absolutely nothing to bring this virus into our country. You did absolutely nothing to... Uh, uh, deserve what you're getting now particularly business owners and people that have to be in dangerous situations this is not on you this is on our leaders and for whatever reason even when we found out these variants were out there we didn't close down the border it took weeks until after the variants were circulating that we put those tighter border measures in place where you have to go to the quarantine hotel for three thousand dollars it took weeks if that was wrong And we took too long to get the vaccines, and then the rollout got a little fucked up, although that seems like it's starting to get back on track. So you didn't do anything to deserve it. We're stuck in this situation through no fault of our own. I don't think that lockdowns work. I think that if they did, we would have seen it in Toronto and Peel, and they never came out of lockdown. They've been in it since November. So let me ask you this. With these variants floating around, is there any room at all to compromise? Does it have to be a lockdown like we're in this stay at home order or could we do, for example, what the Canadian Federation of Independent Business is suggesting that you can, if you're a a non-essential store, you can by appointment only allow one customer at a time into your store for a direct sale. Could we do something like that or is it just too far gone at this point? Maybe that's something we should have done months ago. Oh, that's an interesting proposal. I, I don't know. As a as somebody who doesn't own a business, uh, like a storefront business or anything like that, I don't know if that's enough to sustain them anyway by a, a, one customer at a time appointment-wise. Um, I, don't, I don't know. And I don't know if those places have the means to, to go about their business that way with set, setting up appointments and things like that. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I'm willing to hear it out and get the perspective from the business community to say, yeah. you know, would this be an improvement for us? I guess anything helps at this point, but I guess I go back to my point about how lockdown by itself isn't isn't enough. It's not an answer, but it is part of the equation. Yeah. You better work your ass off behind the scenes. If we're going to be locked down here, yeah. then work better be done out there. Yes. And that's what they need to do is focus on the vac- uh, focus on the vaccines right now. Well, you know, it's weird because I was firmly opposed to this lockdown. I really was. I think uh, we're, we're doing it... Uh, Uh, really wrong here in Ontario. But having said that, we're in it now. And I never even think to try and do curbside pickup. Half the stuff that I need, I just instinctively go and buy it. Now that we're back in the stay-at-home order, I've started looking at that Amazon app again. I've started looking at the Best Buy app and all that sort of shit. And I actually prefer it. I don't know why I ever went to the store in the first place when you can just get it delivered right to your house, in some cases, the same day. Yeah, and, and and it just took a stay-at-home order for me to remember, oh, yeah, fuck, it is a lot easier. Why don't I just go on Amazon? It's cheaper, and they bring it right to me. I don't need to go out. And that's a scary, and it's a very real attitude that people have, that regular business owners are mortified to hear that. 
Yeah. You know, small business owners are like, oh, please don't say Amazon's a better idea Mm -hmm. and a better choice. Yeah. But, you know, when you're in a position that we're in, we're we're kind of almost trained to turn our eyes that way. Yeah. And it sucks for those businesses that are trying to do that curbside and and to the best of their ability. I remember like the first wave, for example, I did my best to try to support a couple of local smaller businesses. So I called ahead and tried to get it. And at one point they were like, yeah, no problem. So your pickup can be two days uh, between these times. I'm just like, but I need it. I need it sooner than that. So I'm going to have to go somewhere else. I'm going to have to pick it up at Walmart because I would like it sooner than that. You're going to get a lot of that too. So businesses have to be able to adjust to it. And it sucks because how can you just snap your fingers and be like, yeah, we're quick. What do you need? I'll get it for you here, you know, this afternoon. Be ready to go. Also, when all these businesses, and I'll take, I'll throw restaurants into this too. When they've got supply and they're buying stock and they're, they, they need to house it. They need to have it on hand, especially the restaurants buying food, thinking, hey, patio season's coming up. We're going to have a lot of business. And then- Flip the switch, pull the emergency brake, all that stuff you got in the freezer is about to go bad. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's hard for those businesses to try to figure out and navigate this whole thing because we went, I mean, they announced the, uh, they announced the lockdown and what was it, 13, 14 hours later, we were locked down. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's really tough for these businesses to try to figure out what yeah. is next. And, and it was almost like a full 182 because you might remember right before that they were like 50% capacity restaurants. Here you yeah. go. And it was like, oh, Merry Christmas to us. And, and then, then boom. Yeah. So you're right. There's a lot of restaurants. We heard of, from a lot of people who ordered extra supply. They were excited. They rehired people. Yeah. Like, okay, all to just send them back home again. But isn't that just poor planning though? They had to have been able to see the potential for this to happen. And I'm sorry, but I go back to the health minister, Christine Elliott, who a week before they put us back in the stay-at-home order, said, we're not looking at any more stay-at-home orders. We saw the detrimental effect that it had on the mental health of people the, the, the last time. Well, that's what I mean. I think the decision makers, you know, they can't be wishy-washy. They can't be, you know, they can't be faced with science on one hand and then say something else on the other hand, you know, to try to appease those that are frustrated and angry. And listen, this is a real thing, and we need the harsh dose of reality. That comes along with it. This isn't, you know, we don't get an opinion on it, essentially, when it comes to a virus. You don't get an opinion on whether whether or not it's real or not at this point. Like, so you're right. When these businesses are sitting there making plans because they're thinking, all right, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's, this is going to be awesome. And then, yoink, nope, not happening. You know, but they I, were the terrible. ones saying we're almost there. Even in the stay-at-home order announcement on Thursday, or it was Wednesday and it started Thursday, Doug even said, this is the end. We're here. Yeah. I don't understand why they keep using that terminology because clearly they are not looking down the line. Yeah, I, stop I, saying we're, we're almost out of it. Other than to try to, you know, try to calm people down, just yeah. we're making progress. We're making progress, um, and it may not be a- as fast as you want it to be, but we're making progress. I, I agree with you. Yes, we're making progress. This could be the end if we get vaccinated and get to that magic number of whatever it's going to be, 60, 70, 80 percent vaccinated. Then we get that herd immunity status on paper, and then we can basically rest a little easier. And I mean, when you hear 4,227 cases in one day, that's going to be a worldwide headline. Around the world, they will be talking about Ontario, Canada today with 4,227 new cases, and likely the majority of them will be the dangerous variants. But since we're talking vaccines and we haven't had a chance to talk to you about it, I'm not exactly sure how I should feel about this, but it occurred to me, Dave, that you're in the exact same boat as me and similar for Kat as well. 
they changed this vaccine policy. And Dave, you're in your 40s as well. We were getting close. They were doing 60 to 65. And then it was going to be 55 to 60, 50 to 55. Like our turn for a vaccine was coming up. Then they changed the whole fucking thing around and they said, no, no, now we're actually going to do the people who need it the most, the most vulnerable. So we're going to do people in manufacturing and we're going to try and do every teacher in Ontario and blah, blah, blah. And in one foul swoop, you and I, who are not frontline essential, we are considered essential in, in media, but we're not frontline. We got kicked right to the back of the line and it's unlikely we will get a vaccine now before the end of June. Yeah. And it, we're you- literally last. I don't know how you feel about that specifically. Me, I'm okay with it. Because, really? Yeah. I'll, I will give my spot up in line to somebody else who, uh, who isn't in a more needy position. Uh, for me, it's, hey, that, if that means I got to stay home a little longer, okay, I'll do it. You know, like, it's, I need to be part of the solution as, instead of complaining along the way and just upsetting people and rallying up other people and just stirring up negativity. Like, I got to do something more. Uh, I got to do as much as I can. And if that means taking a step back, I would have loved to have been next in line. But okay, you know what? I'll, I'll do it for me. I'm in a position where I can stay at home. I'm in a position where I can do curbside pickup and I don't really need anything extra right now. I can do that and I, and I will. But I want that peace of mind and I'm entitled as much as anybody else is. Yep, and it, it's weird that, like I said, in, overnight, we got kicked from probably in the next couple of weeks to it'll be the next couple of months. And and part of the thing that bothers me is there was a compromise in this vaccine rollout. I mean, we started off doing the elderly, and I think that was the right decision. I think we had to do 80 plus and then 75 to 80 and then 70 to 75. I think we had to. And there was bumps in the road because some people made appointments and didn't show and there was unused appointments. That was a problem. But I think that that was still the right demographic to target. Now they've made the decision to go to essential workers. And it's weird to me, and I don't want to call anybody out, but it's weird to me to see so many people with their hands up. And I'm thinking about uh, a good friend of mine. His daughter works for the superstore, blah, blah. And she works in that, what is it, click and collect that they do there? Mm -hmm. Pick and pay, click and collect. There's a whole bunch of different companies that have different programs. Anyway, she does not deal with the public. All she does is pick groceries, puts them on a cart, and then somebody else takes it out to their car. This is a healthy 20-year-old woman who has very, very little risk of exposure. She's now prioritized to go ahead of the 40 to 50-year-olds, some of which are overweight. Some of them are also in dangerous situations. But just for the simple fact that she works in a grocery store, doesn't matter what she does, she works in a grocery store. So she's prioritized ahead. And I thought the compromise might be let's identify those high risk uh, industries. Maybe it is grocery. Maybe it is manufacturing. But still try and work backwards from oldest to youngest. You know, I mean, if I work at uh, a grocery store and I'm 40, I'm in more danger than someone who works in the grocery store who's a healthy 20 year old. Well, yeah, I mean, the age is a... Are you assuming that they'd be able to get their shit together for that, though? Like, we need to realize these are the same people that can't get their shit together for 80 plus. So I don't assume that they're going to be able to figure out and categorize it by age in each essential category. Oh, you're 40, but you're not frontline, but that's okay. You'll be paired up with the, uh, you know, whatever, 50-year-olds who are at the grocery. Like, it's 
they're not going to be able to get their shit together. They haven't thus far. I'm personally okay with that. And if you're working at a grocery store, she's picking the groceries. You've been to a grocery store watching people do that click and collect pickup, right? Those, that's all that's at Walmart these days linger. is people running up and down the aisles doing click and collect There's shit. most definitely exposure, high exposure. There's people lingering in aisles and they're trying to grab the thing, all of the products and take the, they tr- take their sweet ass time looking at each can of peaches to figure out which can of peach to give to this order or whatever. Hey, look, they There's still a- make Smurf wallpaper. <laughs> There's a shit ton of exposure there. I'm totally okay with a 23-year-old grocery worker going ahead of me at 34 years old. No problem with it whatsoever. Yeah, I, I think I'm in the exact same boat as you with yeah. that because I don't have to be in a store or in a location where there's people coming from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. There's people coming in with all kinds of different connections and different family members that are in different age groups. And we know that you can carry it without actually feeling effects and things like that. So those people who are in those positions, I think I'm happy to give that up because I'm not. I'm not a high risk mm-hmm. person, I guess. So that would be... Yeah. Uh, I'm not a priority, and I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm totally okay with and, it. And same thing with the manufacturers. You're a young person, uh, but you work at Toyota. You're 25 years old, but you work amongst thousands of other people. Please get the vaccine. Please yes, get it before please. me. Yes, yeah, right. please. Please, if you're working at Loblaws, if you're working at Frito-Lay, or whatever factory it might be, please. Amazon Fulfillment Center, yeah. please oh, get it. Amazon especially. Just drive a truck, right back that truck of vaccines right up there. That's great, because those are frontline people. Those are people they need to, and they're in tight quarters. Like As much as they say it's safe in some areas... In some areas, it's not. I've heard from people on the inside of some of these factories. They say, honestly, it's not. It's not that great. So get the vaccines in arms there. I'm okay with it. I don't care if you're 20. Don't care. Do it. Mm. Yeah, my son is 20 years old, and he's getting a Moderna vaccine on Monday, and then he's getting another one three weeks later. He will be fully vaccinated a month before I'm even eligible. He's a healthy 20-year-old athlete. Like, it's fucking crazy how uh, he's in the States. I should qualify that. But it's crazy to me how different things are here. Um, Joe I, Biden I, I, himself is handing them out at this point. Like, basically. You need one? I'm coming, kid. Here we go. <laughs> I know. He's in, I don't know how to give a needle and my hand shakes a lot, but here we go. He's coming in, in, a, in, a, in a, on a horse. and He's got a saddle and he's like, all right, who needs a vaccine? Basically. Let's do it. Uncle Joe's here. It's ridiculous. I know he's from Delaware. He's not a cowboy, but you know what I mean. <laughs> he probably is a cowboy a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the U.S. is going to be fucking vaccinating trees and animals and shit in the next couple of weeks. And <laughs> Absolutely. I'll just stick dumpster- a shot in anything you can. This dumpster panda is ahead of me. Oh, that's fun. A raccoon yeah. <laughs> just cuts the line. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> we suck. I know. I know. Uh, boy, oh, boy. Everybody. I, I hope that's a reality check. 4,227. And you know what? It's totally okay to hate what's going on right now. And, and you you don't have to like it at all. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I still think that we should have gone a different way or done this sooner or gone harder the last time. Yes. I don't know. Yes to all of those things. Absolutely. But 4,227 new cases in one day. And classrooms across Ontario are full right now. So don't expect this number to go down anytime soon. We are uh, dealing with a pretty serious thing, guys, that's killing people in their 30s and 40s, killing them. Hospital, ventilator, sedated. Yeah, I'm not interested. We're rationing COVID drugs in Ontario ICUs. I'm not interested in taking uh, a risk. I'm not interested in gambling with it. I'm just not. Let's let's do this another Let's be honest, too. Is it going to be a month? Is it going to be closer to two months? Whatever it is, if we can just get, get this done, just do all the right things one more time. Let's hope that, that it has to be the last one. Though. It has to be it. Go fucking hard. In fact, you know, if Doug, hello, Doug, 
<laughs> Are you still listening, Doug? Uh, maybe, I don't know if he gave up on us when we said he should resign. Um, Doug, if you want to get real hard on this, today's your excuse. Go ahead and give her, dude. Let her rip. Just get fucking hard on this and get rid of it. Let's fucking go. That's a good way to end the podcast. Usually we begin with let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> let's fucking go. Let her rip, dude. Okay, guys. Uh, Dave, any plans this weekend? It's going to be beautiful outside. <laughs> you know, what a you, great segue. Hey, lockdown. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, you ask me this every Friday. I was waiting for a nothing. Same yeah. shit. <laughs> Sweet piss off. That, that's, that's what it's going to be. Are again. you a barbecuer, though? Uh, Do you get on the grill every yeah, now and again? Yep. Maybe oh, it reminds weekend. me, I got to pick up some propane. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. Is, oh, no. Is that an essential item? <laughs> oh, I think, no. I think so. Yes. Yes, it is. Is it? Okay. Oh, that's a, I don't know for sure. I'm just get, trying to make you feel better. Yes. Oh, I'm going to go there and they're like, sorry, it's not. I'm like, but Kat said it was. <laughs> what am I never, supposed to do with these veggies? She's kebabs. God damn it. I can't cook them in the oven. <laughs> am I a savage? Is that, are you Mickey Mouse showing up yeah, to Yeah, that's my angry. That's my angry. I can't get propane voice. I really need propane. Yeah. What the fuck is the propane? Goofy said there's going to be propane. Put your gloves on and hook the fucking thing up. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 the fucking propane. <laughs> you ever meet people whose who's octave gets higher as they get angrier? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it is. That's, that's all it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Give me a Twix bar while you're at it. <laughs> and a 649 ticket. Come on. <laughs> Plus encore. Plus encore. <laughs> Daily Grand! Oh, <laughs> uh, I am uh, going to stay at home this weekend. Hey, I don't think there's anything I got to do when I go out. Thanks for doing all the right things, Scott. That could be well, the province okay, appreciates you. Okay, just fuck off before, <laughs> <laughs> and you can fuck off. Uh, no, but the only reason I did bring up that thing earlier, I didn't uh, finish my thought on that, was. I mean, I am 43 years old. I am right in the prime danger zone for these Uh new variants. And while I do everything right, I stay at home. I also live alone and I'm allowed to have a bubble contact with one other household. That other household is my girlfriend and my girlfriend works in the education system. So uh, I don't know if she brings COVID over to my place this weekend, then I'm really in danger here. Well, you just stay where you are then. Okay, friend. Yeah, she's going to have to stay home. There's my good excuse to just watch the Masters all fucking weekend. (laughs) Put her in quarantine for two weeks. (laughs) Dodge the golf balls if you're going to be out there on the course. That's my advice to you, Scott. Hey, you did mention you're not in business. Maybe you should give out golf lessons, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's good. (laughs) With the slices I have, it'd be better to start a pizza business. (laughs) Uh, Guys, this was fun. I hope you have a good weekend. Be safe. And everybody, 4,227. Be careful. Please. Be careful. Be careful. Stay Scary safe. Uh, enjoy the weather in your own backyard or patio or a front yard or whatever, but just stay the fuck up. <laughs> and let's let's just make this the last time. Have a good weekend, everybody.